to all my followers uh, who are joining us now, welcome. And, uh, and welcome to this leadership campaign for the Conservative Party of Canada and for the future of Canada. We hope that you uh, will follow us, but even better, join our team and join a group of men and women who are built to win. All righty, well, that is uh, Jean Charest with um, a pretty, I think, calm entry to the race. He wants his job as leader of the Conservative Party. But even before he made the worst kept secret official, the front runner was already taking aim at Charest as a conservative of convenience. You know, this blast from the past who's out of touch with a modern version of the party. And up until last week, Pierre Polyevra had the field to himself. I actually thought it was just going to be a coronation. So he's had a big head start to build up support. He's had a ton of endorsements, almost over, I think a third of the party has now stepped up behind him. But Sheree's now in. Word is Leslie Lewis, Patrick Brown will jump in. And we still work, wait for uh, Mr. McKay to decide. But leadership battles are not like election campaigns. And so Pierre Polyevra's the heavy favorite with the base, certainly. But there's so much politics within these races that the favorite does not always win. And it's all about how many memberships they can sell. Question becomes, can Mr. Polyevra sell the most? He joins us now from the uh, kind of the campaign tour. You're on the road kind of permanently right now on this leadership campaign, correct? I am. How has it been going? What is the reception? I mean, I, I saw another um, MP coming out, uh, one of your uh, party members coming out in support. You are gaining quite a bit of support. You've had a good head start ahead of your competition um, in getting support. Why is it that you are, are able to rack up so much support early on? Well, because people want to take back control of their lives. Um, the government has gotten big and bossy. Uh, it uh, Over the last two years, it's told people where they can go, how they can cough, basically made it impossible for people to smile uh, and uh, forced people uh, against their wishes to uh, accept mandated uh, vaccines, etc. Whether or not you agree with those measures, you have to agree that never before outside of wartime, his government had so much power. And then people feel like they've lost control of where they live. I mean, the average house costs $836,000. So there's no way that your average millennial can afford to buy a home. 32-year-old men living in mom's basement. Um, single moms feel like they've lost control of their kids' diets because it's too expensive to buy food um, with prices up another $1,000 this year. And People have lost the control of their mobility because uh, gas prices are now hitting a buck eighty a liter, two bucks in Vancouver, and people can't afford to drive anywhere. And you know this is uh, the result, of course, of all the money printing and the taxes that Trudeau has applied. And I've been the leading champion uh, against inflation, infl in favor of more economic freedom, and giving people back control of their lives. And that's why I'm running for prime minister. Make Canada the freest place on earth so people can take back control of their lives. Yeah, you've made clear you're not even running for leader of the party. Your top job is uh, is the prime minister's job. Um, you know, Jean Charest will not be your only competition, but you've made pretty clear already that you don't see him as a concern. I mean, do you have concerns about dividing the party, you know, alienating parts of the base who may like a guy like Jean Charest or may like a guy like uh, Patrick Brown, may not be so certain about a Pierre Paul Lievre, and who might say, well, why is he not calling me a conservative? Well, Jean Charest called himself a liberal for 10 years, but it's not just the name liberal, it's the <laughs> liberal policies that he endorsed. He raised the sales tax in Quebec um, on Quebec consumers. 
I voted to cut the sales tax federally. He brought in a carbon tax and supports increasing gas prices even higher than they are. I voted against a carbon tax and I believe in lower gas prices. He uh, supported a billion dollar long gun registry to target law abiding and licensed duck hunters and farmers. Uh, I oppose that and instead favor tougher laws on gun criminals. So his positions have been liberal. It's not just that he called himself a liberal, it's that he acted like a liberal and governed like a liberal. And frankly, the most divisive thing we could have is for someone who believes in liberal policies to take over the Conservative Party and drive out the millions of voters who think that taxes should be lower and that we should um, leave more money in the pockets of hardworking people. What do you say then to critics who will say, look, Paulie Evra as leader of the party will keep conservatives in opposition. Um, I read one hot, hot headline that described you as Harper, but with fangs bared. So the criticism from the critics or the media may be that you're too polarizing uh, in a time where we need to have uh, you know, divisions healed. And so what do you say to those critics? Well, I'm a, obviously a unifying figure for conservatives by virtue of the fact that I have won seven consecutive elections in a big city, Ontario, riding. I'm the only conservative elected in the, the, the city of Ottawa. I've won every single time I've run. Um, and I twice got the highest vote count in Ontario, once beat the defend, liberal defense minister when I was 25 years old. So I know how to unite conservatives to win an election. And Mr. Charest has a track record of losing. Uh, when he was briefly PC leader, he finished last place, dead last behind the Liberals, Reform Party, NDP, and Bloc. Um, and he lost uh, his seat uh, and his premiership in Quebec because of, he was so unpopular there. Um, I can unite the country. I'm from the West, but I'm elected in Ontario. I speak both languages and can win a debate against Trudeau in French and English. I also speak to the, uh, the singular principle that unites all Conservatives, which is freedom. You know, uh, individual freedom, economic freedom, and other Let me step freedoms. in here, though, because the bottom line is, and conservatives have struggled with this, and I know because I live in downtown Toronto, it's mm -hmm. winning over the hearts and the minds of, uh, you know, the soccer mom who, you know, they, they vote liberal in the vote-rich regions of, of Toronto, uh, the, the GTA. Um, in Quebec. And so that, that's who you have to be able to win over. The leadership's one thing, but you've got to be able to win the votes to bring this. And I, so I think the base loves you. They support you. Polling shows that you're the heavy favorite. But it's about elections at the end of the day, as you know. And conservatives continually keep losing them because they say not that me. they're conservative and not then they me. run as something else. You say what? Not me. Well, I, I, I've been winning them. I've been winning in a suburban Ontario riding for 17 years. I'm undefeated in a big Ontario city in seven elections. Um, and so, um, you know, how do you win over suburban, you say soccer moms? The answer is the biggest single issue in the next election in Toronto is going to be the cost of living. This, this suburban soccer mom wants to be able to afford to drive her kid to soccer, wants to be able to afford to drive herself to her job, wants her eventual uh, grown up child to be able to afford a house. I have been the nation's leading voice against inflation. I cut, I helped cut the sales tax and I, I'm going to get rid of the carbon tax, all of which will bring down the cost of living and make life more affordable. And I will win a national election, including with a breakthrough in the city of Toronto on the cost of living issue, which is the most important issue in Canada right now.
You've also said that you are all in on pipelines, that that is something that you will get done. It's been impossible to get them done in 20 years, and we're paying the price for that. As you well know, we're in a situation now where energy is now a security issue, and we can't be a solution for the world. That, that might be a tough sell outside the base, given the climate change and, and the narrative that you're still going to be up against. So how do you get done what others have not been able to? Well, the government gatekeepers who block pipelines have not done anything for climate change. All they've done is forced more uh, uh, foreign oil imports into Canada. So instead of using the most responsible and ethical energy in the world, which comes from Alberta, Saskatchewan and Newfoundland, we're importing millions of barrels of oil from Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, and um, uh, as recently as 2019, uh, also Russia. We also know that Europe is intensely uh, dependent on Russia because we can't get Canadian energy across the Atlantic. So the best thing we could do for our uh, environment is re to repatriate more of the production here to Canada and produce it with low carbon technology of which we are the world leader. That will reduce global emissions. It will also increase the value of our dollar because when we sell more of our energy on the world market, it brings up our dollar and that will increase the purchasing power of Canadians. Uh, and, and what we need is purchasing power so that we can bring down the cost of living, make life more affordable. And that's part of my common sense plan to tackle inflation. I wish I had more time. I'm going to run out of time, but I want to make sure, you know, because we're in a leadership uh, battle. This is not an election. And so they're very different for the public who don't probably follow this thing. It's all about getting memberships, which you're selling right now. Patrick Brown's expected to uh, jump in. Apparently, he has struck some kind of deal with Mr. Charest that they will back each other no matter what. And if Leslie Lewis throws her hat into the ring, um, it's not known if her people in the social conservative side would support you. And so it's really going to be a battle where Pierre Polyever has to sell the most memberships, um, you know, it, that could be standing in your way. And so how do you propose to do that? Well, my message is one of putting people back in control of their lives uh, by making Canada the freest country on earth, on earth. And I believe that will inspire members to sign up, especially inspire our young people who've had their freedoms taken away over the last year. Uh, and secondly, I have a common sense plan to, to, to tackle inflation and make life affordable so people can take back control of uh, where they live, what they eat, and how they can gas their cars. Those messages are going to resonate and lead to membership signups and also help me win the next election and become prime minister. This will be my final question because I'm, I'm already over time, but, but Mr. Pauly, ever since you jumped in this race, the world has changed. Um, we are heading into a possible world war. We don't know if this man will use nuclear weapons. And so how has that changed or what has changed in your path on this leadership? Are you looking at defense spending? Are you looking at NATO spending? What are some of the things that you're looking at that you didn't have to think about necessarily back on February 5th? We have to rebuild our armed forces so that we have the capacity to confront thugs and dictators like Vladimir Putin, we also need to, to become um, a an energy superpower to supply the democratic world with the fuel it needs to break its, independent, break its dependence on the dirty dictators. Uh, those are two things that we could do to contribute to international security. And I've got a common sense plan to make those things happen. Nonetheless, it's a long road until the vote, but uh, I thank you so much for sh uh, sharing your ideas with us and coming on the show. And of course, uh, we'll have you on again. Thanks so much. Great to be with you. That's uh, Pierre Pauly Everett joining us. So he is the uh, 
one of two now candidates in the race for leadership of the Conservatives. And of course, um, it's a long road all during the summer. These guys are going to have to be selling memberships and uh, trying to get their message out. And all the rest of the leaders also have um, a welcome mat if they want to come here on the show. But Mr. Polly Everett is here first uh, to talk about his race. 